Vicious. Hello again and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. I have another special episode for you again today. Uh, first of all, I'll introduce my friends Mick and Danny. Hello for you, Danny, for joining us, boys. Hello. Uh, and we have a fan's favourite from some very good times at Rotherham United, Kirk Broadford, joining us. Thanks for joining us, Kirk. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, so what I'd like to do with these sort of things is, sort of, where are you now? I know you're at Inverness. Uh, Caledonian, yeah. so one of my yeah. my favourite favourite club names mm-hmm. in the in the UK. Uh, how's things going up there? Um, yeah, we got off to a pretty good start, to be honest. Um, how I came about being up here was um, kind of a long story. Obviously, I, I left my local club, Kamarnock. Um mm. was pretty much on my doorstep. Um, we get relegated. It was a weird season with COVID, things like that. Um, mm. Uh, didn't help us, so I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to keep playing. If I was being honest, um, can you put a downer on me after getting relegated uh, a couple of years, a couple of weeks, sorry? And then I get bored, and I was back in the gym as I do. Uh, I had a couple of options, and then I spoke to Inverness for about must have been four weeks during the summer. And the manager was great with me. Uh, he knew that I didn't want to move away because I said when I left Rotherham and I moved home for my family, that was me. I was settled. I wasn't moving again. Some old kids are in school, wife. So it was just one of those ones that he says he would help me out. And it wouldn't be a full week. It would be come up near the end of the week and play the, play the game on the weekend and look after myself during the week. Um, so... Yeah, it's worked out well. Um, as I say, we've off to a good start and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. So are, are, you tra- are you travelling up there every 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 game for every game then? So uh, obviously the home games are up here the Thursday, Friday for the game Saturday. But most yeah. games are pretty much Glasgow, so I'll be back home on the Friday and then travel there. So it's, it's it works out great. Um, the reason why I come up here is because I think Inverness have got a good squad and we've got a chance of challenging. I didn't want to just go to a club and see out my career just playing middle of the mm-hmm. table, fighting relegation after coming off a, a relegation. So that was the reason why I, I chose Inverness, even though it was quite a bit away from home, to be honest. It's a hell of a journey. <laughs> hell of a journey from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Not the best road in the world either, to be honest. <laughs> Um, let's move go back to your, when you first signed for Rotherham. We've talked to a few other Rotherham players who signed for Steve Evans. Um, what was Steve Evans' sell to, to get you to the club? Uh, <laughs> um, see, I didn't know nothing about Steve Evans when I first joined Rotherham. I met him. <laughs> when I actually met him during the summer a few times, he was, was a great guy talking away brilliant great stories i thought oh this is a good guy <laughs> go and go and play for him uh, end up coming down 
and then got an eye opener if I'm being honest and some of the things that were going on uh, I couldn't get my head around it if I'm being honest it turned me three, four, five months to get my head around it at the beginning of the season yeah, I, <laughs> and I don't like to say that but it did it didn't help my football if anything I probably tried to get out the first three, four months and um, and then eventually, uh, my wife and myself, were like, we've moved here, we've bought a house, we've got kids, just keep your head round it and go on with it. And mm. I did, I buckled down, I battled the gym, I got on with it. And then, unfortunately, I broke my collarbone as, as I got my head round everything. <laughs> and then, get back for that, and then the rest is history that season, really. Mm. Yeah, we've, uh, we've talked to we've talked to Carrie Arneson, Ben Pringle, and Michael O'Connor. So we know how chaotic it could be under Steve Evans. <laughs> yeah, but um, as as much as it was chaotic, it got results, and you mm-hmm. can't argue with that. Yeah, no, definitely. So you say you didn't know much about Steve Evans. Does that mean when you came in, Steve Evans had a lot of turnover of players, and it worked? Like I said, it got results. Is that something you you heard of and knew of beforehand that there could be? that high to potentially for yourself a turnover of players uh, no really to be honest because well obviously you do a bit of research once there's a bit of interest but you're thinking when you're going up to the championship level it would calm down about about where the players coming and going because you'd like to think that the club would attract probably a higher standard of player and um, not to say that i didn't think the squad was good, but you would think, obviously, going up to the Championship, that players would, would will look to go to Rotherham that were playing Championship, lower league, even Premier League, because your, your Championship yeah. at the end of the day is probably a, a mini Premier League. Um, but we still we went and signed about, God, 25 players that summer. summer and, um, <laughs> and, well, it must have been six weeks. It was nine away. So... <laughs> Yeah, it actually worked for him. And if, if he wasn't mentally strong or, or up for it, then you would be fade away, to be honest. Um, but I think in the end, it, it brought the group closer. Um, and maybe that's why he did it. Um, as I say, it, it got results and it did bring the, the group closer. Um, and the boys ended up fighting for each other, to be honest. Mm. What's it like coming into that group? Because obviously that, that group just won at Wembley. So the players that were already there would have been buzzing because you've just come off a promotion. What was it like coming into that group? Were, were it, was it a great bunch of lads that tried to you know, get integrated quite easily? Or what, what was that sort of first month or two uh, like, the play point of view? The fair, um, yeah, I think obviously the, the group that were there, if I'm being honest, they, they probably had a wee chip on their shoulder, the likes of myself, Matty Dabisher and that coming, because they had done the work to get up there. And we're coming here probably on more wages than them, because that was the talk at the time, because they were annoyed that they didn't get new contracts and things like that. And, but th- th- that's not the players' fault. That, that's that's got to come from above. But mm. once, they get to, once you get to know everyone and they get to know you, it kind of settles down a bit and then... You, you got on me things, but as I say, I was quite a strong character, um, and I, and I stood up for myself. Um, so I think the boys liked the fact that I stood up against Steve, and Steve will probably say that to you that we did have our clashes a lot, 
but we end up having a good relationship in the end, to be honest. Um, I think maybe it's a Scottish thing, I don't know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when I got my head round and get it down, and he played me on my position, it helped. <laughs> I was going to ask about that, because the first not even 10 games you were playing everywhere right back left back trying to center back and you're playing left everywhere that again you talk about MS in your head that's also got to play in your head a little bit that you play me in best position and i'll i'll play yeah well i did say that to him if you play me center back that'll be my best position but injuries injuries mm. at the time didn't help fraser get injured we didn't really have a left back a couple of injuries and at the time i just wanted to play it was one of those like, they say no, they're not, but you're helping your teammates, you're not you're not doing it out of spite. You, you try to help your teammates, but I knew that centre half was my, my best position. Um yeah, I played there at Rangers full back and that, but when I went to Blackpool I was a centre back and that's what I came to roller man as a centre back and that's what I was told I was playing. But as I said, you you you're there to help your teammates and that's that's what I did at the time. Is it? Is it? Do you think it's? Is it a Rotherham United thing? This or, or or is it across all clubs? With we looking at our, our Wes Harding, who plays for us now as a centre back, he's played right back, right wing back, left back, left wing back, left side of back, left side of a back three, right side of a back three. The only place he hasn't played is the centre of the back three. It, it, it seems to be. You know, is it just Rotherham United, or is it, is it happening across oh, football? I think it's a. Sometimes you can take that as a compliment because mm -hmm. if, if you're just an out and out centre back, like the old school, could you play full back? Could you play left wing back? Yeah, it I means suppose, yeah. that he can play because he can play their positions. And, mm. and he doesn't get probably the credit he deserves because he's probably seen as that utility player. But mm. it, I bet you his teammates and his manager appreciates that he can fill in at their positions. So yeah. it's one of those. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, we absolutely love him, we absolutely love him, but it's just you know, it, 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 you do wonder how it affects a player, uh, you know, playing out of position almost constantly. So, yeah, yeah, I know, I get that, I get that, yeah, it annoyed me as well, but. As I say, you're doing it for the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting season. It felt like a stop-start season. I know you were you were in that team, but as a, as a team, we never seemed to get that five or six games where we went on an amazing run. It were always we won one to one or two games. We then went on five or six games. We didn't win. I suppose that's the sign of a, of a relegation fighting team. But is it difficult to find that consistency when you can't just get those sort of running results together? Good question. Um... <laughs> It's a hard one to say, and um, really, mm -hmm. maybe that was just a step up because mm -hmm. maybe the players could get away with the one or two mistakes in League One than they didn't in the Championship. Um, yeah. And and once you're down one or two nil, it's it's hard to come back in that league. It was it was unforgiving, as you as you've probably seen as fans. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's a hard one to say, but. Maybe it was just because of the style of play. We wasn't really a possession-based team at that time. It was, mm. it was more get it up and play off seconds. Like, whereas maybe we, if we were a possession-based team, we would have kept 
the ball in a more consistency. But it's, it's hard to tell. It's, it is really hard to tell. But it just depends what the club wants at the time. And I think staying up was the main thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh, is there any games that stand out? There's a couple I want to mention. The, the Huddersfield game away, uh, when I think Arnie and Connor Salmon scored. And I seem to recall Farron Rawson got parachuted in at about 11 o'clock that day. Um, and you played along alongside him, am I right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, I was I was that just sort of schooling a young kid on, on a bit of league game. Yeah, you could, you could say that. But to be fair, the big play, um, he's done well for us. Um, he wasn't scared to put his head in as well. So for a, a young lad, I think that was his actual league debut, was it? I think it was, yeah. So, uh, to be fair, um, and obviously you had Arnley in front of you, who was probably more defensive-minded, who could play as well in the midfield. Um, I think uh, it was probably a good game for him because it was it was quite a pressure game. We, we had to really win that. Um, mm. And lucky enough, we did. Mm. Yeah, it was a great day, that one. I really enjoyed that yeah. day. How many bad down there? Tell me about it. It's great. Every other week you're playing a local team. It's brilliant. <laughs> um, the, but, let's talk about Farron Ross. They brought his own problems, not his problems, I suppose, but the three-point deduction for registration issues. That must, it's a, You're fighting for relegation and then that happens. It must be an absolute kick in the gut as a player to fight for that three points and then stripped away. Yeah, uh, obviously. Because I think that was a brain game, was it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And you turn them away, yeah. I think actually, I think some of the boys said at training after that that that's us were relegated, and mm. a few of the older ones had to like, say, No, 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 we've got plenty of games, relax. But uh, yeah, it was hard to take, especially when you go in. Mm. I think that was the, the Easter weekend when you go, I think it was Friday yeah. Monday, so to, I think they picked up was it four points or six, but anyway, it was it was probably looking a wee bit more healthier in the league and then to go and get that it's, it's a bit hard to think but these things happen uh, I'd probably someone get a sack for that <laughs> <laughs> I say you don't really see an eligible player in modern football do you? Like, no, that's, especially, rare, yeah. like in, in England and in Scotland it's a very rare thing in professional football these days isn't it? Mm. Yeah Thanks Yeah for- Mm. If, if one club's going to do it, it's going to be Rotherham United, isn't it? Come on. Well, <laughs> well you've, got, you've got Steve Evans in charge as well. You know, anything that could go wrong like that, anything that's going to upset FA or EFL, it's going to come from Steve Evans, isn't it? Yeah. He <laughs> loved the argument, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to him, he used it the didn't he? I said in his interview, I think I think it was after that, that he basically said, used the, used the phrase, they don't want us in this league. And I imagine. Although it's a bit of a daft, daft thing to say, it, it get it galvanised the fans, and I assume it galvanised the players as well a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, as I said, as, as crazy as he was, I think there was methods to his madness. Um, he just mm. got everybody together, um, and just wee comments like that. And um, it was good. It was good in the media. He knew how to work them, and it, it did. It brought everyone together. Mm. Um, I'm finishing on that season, the Reading game, which secured survival. There's been a number of great nights at New York. That was a great night uh, at New York. For playing that game, to talk us through the build-up to the game, knowing that win is survival. Uh, obviously, it's a huge game, but 
I'm, I'm, I'm one of those players, I don't get too high, I don't really get too mm. low. I, I try and keep level because if you get too high, you can get can get shot back down too quick. And if you get too low, then you're going to get disappointed an awful lot because there's, there's an awful lot of disappointments in football, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. So I just turn it as another game, really. Um, at that point of the season, I, I got my fitness, so I was playing my position. I just I felt like we well, were going into this game in a good position that we could win it. Um, and luckily enough, we did. But I actually ended in a, a quite a, a sore knot for myself. I'm off injured. Um, I done my medial that game, and I ended up missing the Leeds game, the last game of the season. Um, so I had to go. And do a rehab all summer to make sure I was I was ready for next season. Bear in mind, I could have done that at the beginning of the season after what happened. But okay. yeah, so yeah, it was it was great to stay up. Great celebrations after. Um, all the boys went out. I actually never went. I was in crutches. So yeah, it just went bad luck after another. But I, I'm just delighted that we stayed up and it was it was at the end of the day it was job done. Yeah, is that is that is a play? This we've done that. We've we've achieved what we achieved. I can sort of you know, obviously have to do a rehab, but you've got that sense of pride because you've done. Well, it, sometimes in promotion, sometimes it's survival. You've done what you've aimed for. It. For me, it was a big achievement at the time. Yeah, it's huge. Um, especially as you say, losing the three points. Um, I don't think anyone, anybody thought we would have stayed up. Let's be honest about that. Um, I don't think they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, especially. Millwall saying that we would go down as well, so it was it was a wee bit getting back at them. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great achievement. Um, and looking back at that season, really, as you say, it was it was stop start personally from personal point of view, and I was a wee bit disappointed it ended the way it did. We obviously getting the injury because I, I felt as if I, as I said I was just getting fit, getting to play my position and, and actually getting a run of games to show what I could do. So. That's why I was determined in the off season to come back fit, and then obviously got the bad news when I come back. So <laughs> as I say, yeah. it was a bit start start to in my Rotherham career. But uh, as I said, I moved my family down there that first season, mm-hmm. and they actually loved it there. Mm. So when that when that season ended and, and actually you survived, and we'll talk about what you know a little bit more about what happened at the start of the next season, but. Like if you settled, there must be a positive feeling. Like next season, we've stayed up. It was a busy summer transfer wise. There must be a positive feeling that we can kick on and not just be, oh, let's stay up, let's push a try a bit, push a higher up. Yeah, well, from personal point of view, we were hoping to do that, um, mm-hmm. and I think the manager was as well. Um, you would like to think the club was as well, but no one knows what upstairs is thinking. But you would think that we would push on. Not saying we're going to get promoted, but at least. Middle of the table, up in top half, but it's, it didn't go off to a great start, um, result-wise, and, and obviously from a personal point of view. But uh, as I say, who can, who, who can say what's going to happen in football? It's, it's one of those things that everybody plans to go for promotion and things like that. But it's, if you don't go off to the, the best start, that it can. Ample your season, really. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's touch on your the ten game band that came in. I, I know you can't talk about certain things, so if I if I ask too much, just tell me to shut up and I'll yeah. we'll stop. Um, how late did you get told about the, the ten game band? Because we found out it was 
it felt for us as a fans, it was quite close to the start of the season. Were you aware of anything happening in the meantime, or was it just sort of sprung on? No, um, it was probably for July, um, mm. June, July. Um, it was going on. It wasn't actually the ban that happened. I had to go to court and things like that. Um, so that that all happened, and then. As I say, I wasn't an injunction get put on it, so that's how it never came out. And then someone leaked it, and then that's why it came out. That's why it came out so late. So, right, okay, fair enough. Um, but to, to get ten games at the start of the season, ten games any time is a bad time of season. But as fans, you're looking forward to that August day because that's when football's back. And you said you've had a lot of rehab, so you're obviously working towards that. How much? Of a, that's a really silly question. How much of a blow is that to his first 10 games at the season? We absolutely Yeah, I was devastated, not gonna lie. Um just I was I was gobsmacked. Um I couldn't believe I got actually get guilty in the first place mm. and the the punishment they gave me. So as as I say, if footballers just want to play football and, and mm. they took that away from me, but as I said, um, I had a, a bad injury. It gave me a chance to get fit, and mm -hmm. I really did get super fit. Um, I worked with Paul, like, probably the fittest I've ever been, to be honest, mm -hmm. uh, in my career. Um, the amount of running we did, it wasn't as if the manager was the, the type of guy and say, oh, you could 10 weeks uh, being a wee holiday. I was in every day, and I'm talking proper hard running. So it was, it was one of those... Yeah, it wasn't great, and I'm not going to lie. Probably best that it happened in England with the amount of games that come off at the beginning of the season we cut. And yeah, but I used it as a positive. I used it. I tried to use it as I'm going to get so fit and back and get in this team and show everybody. So as I say, I'm at the end of the season before, and I wanted to kick on and show everybody that that was the, the proper player that I was after the ten game ban. Mm. I assume the club is this I'm, I'm assuming if I'm wrong to again tell me that the club were very supportive of your Steve Evans as a manager. It seems like the type a good man guy to have in your corner type of thing. Uh, in terms of uh, the support, you know, the, 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 the situation you went through and then the, the helping you, like say when the training the, in the pre-season and yeah, making sure yeah, you were still was, part of the part of the squad. Yeah, there was support of um, I trained every day with the team and the the chief exec came with me to the hearing as well, but the only thing that I probably will say is, is like when I got found guilty and the club were there and they seen all the evidence and knew that I was wrongly done, they then fined me a lot, a lot of money. Right, okay. So, wow. pretty much the whole time I was Band, I never get paid. Wow. Well, okay, that sounds very harsh, yeah. You've took us all the way back, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. like two bites of cherry, isn't it? Two or three bites of cherry, and it's just... Yeah, yeah it's... But I don't... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Probably less to speak about that there. I'm trying to think of a positive spin to put on that. I'm just I'm trying yeah, to make an excuse. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, well, maybe EFL have said no. you're going to have to take a sanction as well. Oh, they fined me uh, as well. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How many fines did you get? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, that was an expensive one. But yeah. they just seen it as, as I, I couldn't play, so why should they take me? So, there's one of those. Um, but, let's move forward. Um, yeah, I was saying, Matt, I could see you frantically going through your notes going, what's the next positive thing to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's probably to talk about it, isn't it? I can see their point from a business point of view. At the end of the day, mm. football clubs use it as a business. It's a business point of view. I just got my head yeah. down and walked and said I'd get back in that team. And as I say, I was lucky enough, I was in England, that there was a loads of games, that you were two games a week. So within yeah. within five weeks I was back, really. Yeah, you were back within five weeks, but not 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 back quick enough to play under Steve Evans again. Um I think it was the so, last so I made, I made the bench. Yeah, you made the bench the game before he went the Birmingham, the Birmingham game. Um yeah. um again, something else that completely came out of the blue as Rodham fans. We we made a poor start, but then won two games. And then it was see you later, Steve. I'm I mean, interested in knowing in general what sack is like, but this one in particular seems a very strange time to, to get rid of the manager. Yeah, especially after two wins and the bounce. Mm. Um, I don't think any of the players seen it coming. I never seen it coming. Um, it was a strange one. I don't know whether there was a fallout or, or anything, but we never seen it coming. And then. Yeah, it was, it was just a strange two wins and a bounce, and then uh, you get the chop for probably should I get the chop before he won the two in the bounce? Um, if you're going <laughs> to chop anyone, but to, to chop someone after two wins in the bounce was, was strange, really. Mm. As players, it always fascinates because if my, if my boss at work got sacked, I'd, I'd be asking, you know, I want to know what's happened. I suppose this boy still won't tell me, but as, a, as players, do you get told anything other than he's gone? No, nothing. Nothing. We just get pulled in the next day and say the manager's away. Uh, someone, whoever's taking charge until someone comes in or whatever. That's all we get told. We never get told why or anything, really. <laughs> I, don't, I, thought, I, I don't know why. It's just mapping in my brain. It just it just seems crazy to me. I don't know why. It's just, it all yeah, feels so like a different world at times. Oh, I understand. Like, cause yeah. You need fans that they always say, oh, what mm. happened? Is that... Mm. We know, but actually, as players, we, you probably know before us. We, we, we don't get told. <laughs> we actually don't get told anything, and that's that's the truth. And that's that's not just Rotherham. That's done at every club I've been at. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Fair enough. Um, and then Neil Redfern comes in. It took a, it took a couple of weeks, didn't it? It was quite a short period. Um, his reign was quite brief. Um, but again, it started off with some positive performance, maybe not the positive results, but from a fan point of view, there were a very positive sign of intent in performances. How, how was New Medford to start with? I thought he was brilliant. Um, mm. I think as a coach, he's, he's up there with one of the best I've worked with. Um, as a coach, very good coach. Um, I think as a person, he was, he was a really nice guy as well. Um, I was a bit gutted when he left, to be honest. Um, I thought him... And Eric Black were really good coaches. I thought we had proper coaches there. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a result-driven business. And 
And we were going, we were going on a downward spiral, really, at that point when he did get the sack. Um, but as a person and as a coach, I thought he was he was brilliant. To be honest. Mm. Yeah, like you say, it was the results didn't worry. I think it was a we lost to we lost to Charlton at home and then Bolton away when they were down with us, weren't they? Uh, and they appeared yeah. to be the sort of final nails in the coffin for him, didn't they? Yeah, um, I, I think actually building up to that, I think the players had a wee feeling that he was under pressure um, because of the results um, and then the bolting away was, was, was the nail in the coffin. But I don't think they actually played that bad day games. I think it was, it was silly mistakes that cost us at the end of the day. But as I say, it's a results-driven business and he had to go. But yeah, I was a bit gutted when he left, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, it was strange for Frank because when he came in as as a, as a project, they build it as a project, didn't they? They build it. It's yeah. going to bring in another twenty one, another twenty three team. Sorry, and there's going to be a long term project. And you don't accept relegation, but you say right, if there's going to be a long term project, if we're going to get relegated, as long as long as we've got a plan in place, you can sort of understand it. I assume that's the same for the players. You, you, you've sort of told about this plan, and then off we go. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see your point. Yeah, um, well, obviously. <laughs> From my point of view, if he was going to go down that route, I was in my thirties then. I wouldn't be part of that. Yeah, but I think I think every club, if you're going to be doing a young route, do need experienced guys to show these young guys how to mm. do it day in day out. Um, and I think most successful teams do have experienced guys. You've still got obviously Woody there, who's mm. who's a good pro and who's the example. Um, I think you do need it, but um, I can see I can see what you mean. How he, maybe he did play too many young ones at the time. Maybe he should have should have mm. played a wee bit more experienced team and, and gradually integrated these younger ones. But who knows? He he done it his way, and I think if you're going to get a side, you do it with your own sort. To be honest. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. To ever had a good good couple of wins. The Leeds win away particularly stands out as a as a very yeah. good result. Um, I remember on the day there was a lot of talk from him about how how because he got sacked from Leeds. Again, did he use a bit of a Steve Evans trick and use that as a motivation for the players, or was was it you know, not sort of mentioned his history with them? Uh, no, he didn't actually mention it. It wasn't that type. It was mm. it was more calm and composed. Um, but I think if you kind of got up for a game against Leeds at Ellen Road, <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. <not. laughs> yeah, you don't really want to be playing football, should you? Yeah, exactly. so, um, I think he actually he brought me in that game. That was my first game back for him. I think we, we mm. won. Yeah, one 0 Joe scored actually. Joe knew. Um, did yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good day. Um, it's always nice to beat Leeds, wasn't it? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then Neil Warnock comes in, and again, this was sort of out with the blue for other fans. It was Redfern's gone. You're almost staring at the bow. We're in a really bad position uh, from a table point of view. And then Warnock comes in. We've got, we've, you know, he knows what he's doing. We've got a good chance here. What was he like? When, you know, the first. What was the first time meeting Neil Warnock like? Because I, I can't imagine what he's like first time around. <laughs> uh, well, the first meeting we had, he actually said to us, "What am I doing here? <laughs> uh, have you seen your fixtures?" <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get a clean pair of socks. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> that was just, God, to be honest, that was his first 
First meeting, we were like, just looking at you and all like, what's going on here? But uh, the man was a genius, honestly, a genius. <laughs> the, the way he got the team playing, it just suited us down to a tee. Um, honestly, like, I genuinely believe if he come back the year after, we'd have been fighting for promotion, mm. without a doubt. Yeah. What could have been Zach? Oh, stop it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were only in chance for 16 or so games, but we could probably spend an hour talking about all the games. Um, yeah, what was 11 games unbeaten? 11 games unbeaten, yeah. 11 and that was what, probably the top six we played in that as well. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been not yeah, far off, yeah. Middlesbrough, that. Mm-hmm. The Wednesday, yeah. Ipswich so, there at yeah. time. I just felt under him the way he set his up. Yeah, I just felt under him the way he set his up and the way he got the team playing that we could beat anyone in one day. I genuinely believe that we were going out there and we were going to win. There was no one going to score against us and we would score. That that's generally the way I felt playing <laughs> under him. How he set his up, just it was brilliant. Even to get Greg. Playing in that midfield role and just working along the road, but it was brilliant. So it was, it was a genius, honestly, a genius. <laughs> it looks so simple, you know, for the outside, we watch a Neil Warnock team. It all looks really simple, but it can't be simple, otherwise, everybody else would do it, wouldn't they? What is there a secret to it, do you think, or is it just, it's just great with people? Uh, yeah, but uh, you just know how to man manage, but don't get me wrong, it gave me pills every day. Every day he gave, me, he gave me pelters, but yeah, then he would pull me to the side. I need to give you some just to keep the boys spirit something that was, and he knew I could take it. And, it, and he made, obviously, he made me captain, even though I leave his club captain. Mm. And yeah, it was, it was brilliant. And he just loved the fight, and I think it, it just suited the team we had at the time. And and then you could see like he went to Cardiff and he pretty much done the same as what he did with us at Cardiff. Just made them hard to beat big long throws and they end up getting promoted. Yeah. It seems like a type of type of manager that would suit people like all you and Woody are proper old school defenders. And it seemed like just put you two together and make make it difficult to break down for that centre, try and get through you two. And that just made us so solid and it just builds confidence for the rest of the team. Yeah, well, me and Woody did a rerun of games then, but mm. he, he, he ended up switching Woody with, I think it was Doyle at the time, they came in and out of the team. Oh, yeah. Because mm. uh, I think, obviously, it, it, was, it was pretty much man for man, Neil. So mm. if there was a big guy, I would go and mark the big guy, and then Doyle would get the fast one. But if there was two big guys, Woody would come in. So, mm. yeah, he suited us in the way he did it. But I, I think... Like, I think it's like myself and Moody that we don't actually. I know you're saying old school defender. I think the both of us could play as well when we get. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think like teams didn't realise that and they tried to leave us on the ball sometimes and we could play. So it, it did suit us. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of the games because some some cracking games. <laughs> um, the Sheffield Wednesday one is the earliest one. Uh, South Yorkshire Derby, Neil Warnock. In charge of a South Yorkshire derby, he always beats Wednesday. Watch, watch the deal. Watch team talk going to Earlsbrooks. <laughs> I can only imagine. He loved it. He, he loved all of that. Even getting off the bus with all their fans, and that was mounting it, walking in, <laughs> winding them all up. 
Sorry, <laughs> It was brilliant. Um, it was just, I think, it was his team talk. I'm sure it was something down along the lines of, I've never been beat here. If I get beat here or something, I'll not be back. Or something crazy like that. And and then, then when we beat them 1 0, he was like, right, okay, I'll see you Friday. I'm going home for a swim in my swimming pool and I drive my Aston Martin. See you later. <laughs> 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 the more I hear about it, the more I just love him. It's just great. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I was gutted he never stayed in the yeah. Uh The next one, again, we could talk, talk about this room forever, but the 3 3 against Derby. Again, really? one of just the best 10 minutes of football New York's ever seen, possibly. How crazy with that? It was amazing. What a day that was. Um, even down to the fact that the they took some of their players off to rest them and brought players mm-hmm. on. Think they're going to get four and five. Um, because they were quite disrespectful that day because yeah. they, they were actually really dis- disrespectful. And then when we come back, oh, what a feeling. What a day that was. That was amazing. I've never seen anything like that before, ever. It's funny, actually. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because when, when we got, the, got our first... There were one or two Derby fans who have seen that before because you could tell <laughs> they were literally as, as we got our our first goal. There were Derby Derby supporters sat in that away end with their heads in their hands because they knew what were coming. Genuinely, they were they were the, the play, people just stood there like that because they knew. And then, lo and behold, it happened. <laughs> Fabulous. I thought we could end up winning the game in the end. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end, when they've just got 8,000 people singing campy, campy, what's the score? We're just glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's still be all this team built us off them, didn't he? <laughs> Did I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Um, and, well, we the lead. I haven't mentioned the Leeds game. The Leeds 2 1 win, also at home. When I think we'd we, we had to 10 men on. And the, it, it, with Derbyshire or Frecklington got sent off. Yeah, I don't think it was Frex scored the penalty, didn't he? Yeah, because their keeper got sent off as well, didn't he, for, for the foul. Uh, it was Derbyshire, yeah, Derbyshire got sent off. I think it was rescinded, yeah. though. Right, okay. Yeah, that was a great one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Steve Evans, not their manager. No, he was, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. Well, well, obviously, nice to be there. <laughs> yeah, quality. And then the, the the final one that's the the one that you yeah. scored in, you finally scored in MK Don's uh 4 0 away, which which secured survival, uh, basically. Um Again, a superb away performance in a game where it needed to be. Again, you want you want Neil Warnock in charge of your team for those sort of games, I suppose. Hundred um, percent. I just had a funny feeling that we'd won that game comfortable that day. He, he, I don't think he get on with the boy Robertson. It is it is proper fired up before that game. The manager, Carl um, Robinson. So, yeah. uh, nobody yeah. gets on with Carl Robinson. I don't know why. I don't oh, like yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Last time in League One, when we 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 went to play Oxford at their place, 
they locked our team out of the stadium to Paul mm. Warren and the to the turn up on the coach and the, they locked the stadium and didn't let him in. Yeah, that's <laughs> Carl Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's that's that's, that's, that's absolute yeah. truth. <laughs> he, he's not a fan of Rotherham at all. It might be because of you and you were scoring that goal against him, Kirk. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I love Rotherham players scored against him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, a superb day. I don't know how away fans they were, but again, they tried to put us as far away from pitch as possible, it felt like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like just. Yeah. So, again, sorry. Why put you up in the second tier? Why not just fall behind the goal? So it's... But, 30,000 yeah, empty seats and put us up there. Yeah, I know. Typical, huh? But no, well, that was a great day. Uh, yeah, it was fond memories of that. Um, as you say, finally scoring um, after missing about 30 settles. But, yeah. <laughs> you couldn't have your glory too much because Richie Smallwood then went and scored a bit of a stun after you as well. So he took a bit of a limelight, didn't he? Oh, uh, that was a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, quality day. Was that for you as players? It wasn't technically job done, but I think we were nine points clear with something like three or five, six games left. Did it feel like job done after that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we all kind of thought that after the game, that, that was it, pretty much done. I, I couldn't see them. Winning four in the bounce and us losing four. As I say, we were in the frame of mind where we would go and beat anyone, to be honest. And then obviously we got the point at Wolves, which clearly sealed it. Mm. Yeah, and another question about Neil Warnock teams. It seems to me that as soon as Neil Warnock's teams are safe or whatever they've job done, the results to drop off is a bit harsh. But... <coughs> something changes, doesn't it? From the outside, it seems like something changes. Is it, is it just Taking the steam off is just like, what, what, what is that? I actually don't know because mm. I know what you're saying. We end up losing the final two. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Uh, final last game. Oh, yeah. Um, the manager went nuts after that game, to be honest, because he wasn't happy with the performance. Um, right. And I can remember him at half time as well. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's, it was a mindset. Um, Personally, it wasn't a mindset. I, I had mm. the mindset I wanted to win every game. Um, but maybe some players thought, right, job done. Let's get, let's go on the, the beach. Um, but as I say, the, the manager and the staff, it was not as if training eased or anything. Training was still high tempo and we still wanted to win every game. So he, he wasn't happy after that. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. It's just, even with Middlesbrough and Cardiff, it's just weird. It's obviously, like yeah. I said, training's everything still the same. It's just... <laughs> just seems to be him. Yeah, I mean, it's what you say. It's job done. Players think it's job done. I don't want to get into these tackles. Why would I go for mm. that 50-50? It's, it's one of those things. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just maybe, as you say, I'm a bit old school. With some of them, I, I would throw my head and my foot in no matter what. If it's a training game or anything. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so I was saying Neil Warnock leaves. What's it was only on a temporary contract, and as a fan, we, we probably thought it was a slim possibility it would stay. But again, from a fan point of view, we heard a lot of whispers that everything was almost agreed and everything looks like he's staying. I suppose you're on holiday at the time. What what did you? How did you find out that he'd leave? And, and what were your you know, not feelings up until he went? If one. 
Because I was out of contract at the time. Um, actually. Right. So he phoned me and he was like, uh, I think I'm going to Nottingham Forest. So at the time, so uh, you're coming with me. Uh, it, was, it was one of those. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you need to make an offer because I'm, I'm, mm. I'm going to roll them. I, I love it there. Family settled, as I say. Didn't, didn't want to move. I wanted him to stay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then eventually, I think it was a week later, I'd agreed to sign with Rotherham again and I, I phoned him and I said, look, I'm going to go to Rotherham and he was like, I, I, you're probably like, I'm not going to Forest anyway now. But <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like, all right, fair enough, Gaffer, keep in touch and that, that was it. Mm-hmm. But I generally didn't want to leave. It was, it was him that phoned me saying, we'll go, we'll go to Forest. And it, it never came about that he went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have done with something like Walnut to where, where they've ended up now. Yeah. <laughs> um, then comes the Alan Stubbs era. Um, when he, when we signed him, we signed a cup-winning manager from Scotland. You know, he's just won the Scottish FA Cup, the biggest trophy in Scotland. We're all getting excited because when he, even when he came in, he's talking up, he's talking up a playoff bid. Um, what as a player getting like somebody who's just just done that in Scotland to come down here? Must they must be pretty excited to get him in. Um, yeah, um, it was, it was a hard one. I didn't, I didn't know much about him to be honest. Um, at the time, um, and obviously, he phoned me. I, I think Stubbsy was a great guy, he was, he was one of uh, the nicest managers I've played for. Um, he was a great guy, it was, it was a good environment to work in. It just never worked out, but mm. I think, I think. It changed the squad. You had a squad there that was winning. You get rid of Matty, Derbyshire straight away, yeah. which I thought was, was strange at the time. And then we never really brought any in, anyone in to replace him um, until Dexter came at the end of the window. Um, but I thought, if you're going to get rid of Matty so early in the summer, you, hopefully you'll get someone lined straight up. Mm. Um, I, I, think, I think recruitment's huge for a manager, if I'm being honest. Um, and that's probably why Steve done so well. Maybe because he could bring in 60 players, who knows? Um, <laughs> but I think the recruitment at the time was probably not enough experience, I would say. I think mm. the players he brought in were good players and turned out to be good players for Rotherham, Alexi, your role, Volks, and that. But I think the step up at the time was maybe a bit too much. He he could have been doing with someone to help him along the way and come into the team. But I think in terms of the club, they probably done the club a turn. They bringing these players in because the club went and go and got a turnover off them, moving on to bigger clubs with it. Been. Mm. So yeah, it was as I say, I really enjoyed it under Alan. But for that season, after pre-season. Um, was a write-off for me actually getting the, the back operation, mm. so it, it was it was a it was a difficult season for me um, that year to be honest. Yeah, it, it felt like a little bit of him from the outside that he put a lot of eggs in Frecklington being fit, and he put a lot of eggs in you being fit, and, and you you were good. It, it felt like you you guys were going to be key to to be those experienced players. I think Freck got injured on day one, and like I said, you 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 got a bad injury as well. 
I think that's just sucked away. And then they couldn't, they just couldn't replace everybody. Everybody we tried to sign, it felt like somebody else picked us to it. And I think if, again, I might be wrong, but it felt like you two being injured were a massive blow to him. Yeah, well, we did say that to us, to be honest. Every manager at the time he says, you are killing me, the bofies. But what what can what can you do, though? That's football. Sometimes yeah. these things happen. Um, injuries do. But we're just, I, I, I can't speak for Freckman. I was frustrated as anyone. I just had done a great pre-season. I felt good. And then, actually, the Tuesday before the Wolves game, the first game, I twisted my back in training. And I probably shouldn't have played against Wolves. And that's why I think... I needed the back operation because I played injured. But yeah. I was one of the types, if I could roll out there, I would. And just, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, the area of that, that... That Wolves game, that first half of that Wolves game was probably the, one of the best halves of football I've seen a Real United team play in as long as I can remember. And I remember sitting at half-time thinking, you know what? If this is what it's going to be like, we are going to be up there. We are going to be challenging, no question, because this is, it was absolutely excellent. And then it kind of just petered out, didn't it? <laughs> it didn't. It didn't yeah. happen again, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah. I just thought I'd throw that one in there for what it's worth. Yeah, no, not good ideas. And the way you wanted mm. to play was probably completely different to what you fans were used to in the previous mm -hmm. years. They wanted total football playing out to the back. I just, I don't know what happened. It just one of those things that didn't work out. And then mm. a couple of bad results. And he was, he was probably quite a, a calm guy. He, he, he mm. never ranted and raved. And probably, I don't know, I can't speak for yourself, but I think Rotherham fans are like myself. They come from a working background. They, they, want, they want to see passion. They want to see mm. players giving their all, managers, when it's not working out, having a go at people saying, and it wasn't that type. Um, no. And, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But sometimes that happens in football, it just doesn't work yeah. out. You, you move on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, talking of not working out, the next manager came in. Again, you were you just throughout this. But Kenny Jacket comes in for, I think, five games. Um, again, we're talking about the Steve Evans departure being a bit strange. This Kenny Jacket one must have been really strange to find out he left so soon. Uh, yeah, um, as I say, I never had much dealings with him. Was, mm. That whole season yeah. was pretty much a wipeout for me. Um, I, almost, I don't even know what did I play four games if I'm lucky. Um, so I never really got to work with him. Um, I was I was in the physio room, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was a strange one. I don't think he was stacked. I think he just walked. So as so, players yeah. were a bit like we don't know what's going on. So. And we never found out why he walked. I don't know if there's any rumours of that, but it was one of those ones he just left and never said bye. No, there's no positive the rumours. <laughs> the rumour was transfer budget, weren't it? Yeah. I think the rumour was that it was... Sorry? He, he felt he'd been promised a transfer budget or he had been promised a transfer budget or whatever, and that didn't materialise and he didn't feel as though it was able to to move the club forward i think is is the official line um but we'll see unofficial, line. Knows. <laughs> unofficial line sorry but yeah <laughs> it, it's yeah. my assumption <laughs> yeah 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 very strange one 
But ultimately, um, as for, from a club's point of view, it, it, it led on to what we've got now, didn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, it did, yeah. Yeah, well, again, you were injured for the start of that, but you've obviously played a few games under Warney. Um, those first games, I mean, we, we, me and Mick were certainly there for that Burton game away, where you were basically in tears on the touch line after the game, just because he'd lost the game, it meant so much to him. What was those first couple of months like under Warney, being his first first time in a job? God. It's quite, it's quite difficult for me to speak about that now because I was so close to Warney. Um, like, me and Warney like, were so close off before he became the manager. Mm. But obviously me having my back operation and then... Uh, doing my back again really was was a tough one for me to take, and mm-hmm. so I couldn't really help him. And what I, I, I played one game or two games was it for him? The leads away, probably. Yeah, and Norwich at home. Norwich at home, we won. You actually mm-hmm. won that, um, and then I done my back in the Tuesday in the gym doing my um, deadlift, mm-hmm. which I probably shouldn't have been doing after that back operation but i didn't know any different um, and mm. that's what i got told to do so i did it and then ended up having to get another backup and that that wiped my season that, that wiped my season out and so i never actually really got to work under paul really and mm. i'm just lucky that ross the fitness coach who's still at rotherham come in he probably saved my career and my footballing career to be honest because he had done his back before and knew what rehab to do, and I'd done his rehab and he got me back playing, um, or I, I probably wouldn't have played again, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, but as back injuries they can be, <laughs> they can be deadly serious, can't they? So, yeah, um, so that was, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> difficult to take. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, ended in disaster in that season, unfortunately. But that ended your time with us. The, the move to Kilmarnock. I think Paul won't describe it as the best. I haven't got the quote in front of me, but a good move for all parties. Did you feel like your time at Rotherham had come to its timely end, or would you have been happy to stay on? Uh, no, Paul put the end to that. No me. Um, right. Paul said I wouldn't play, so I had to move on. So that, that's why. Right. Okay. Mm. I'm surprised at that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I, if, 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 if I felt like as a fan that you and you would be a great guy to have around in League One. If we're going to struggle, we're going to get down in the trenches like we had to in the Warnock times. Let's get Woody um, and Broadfoot back again. <laughs> that was one of, one of the things. I, I, I'm nothing against Paul. It was his decision. Mm. Yeah. Say, end of the day, he, he told me at the end of that season when he took over that I, I wouldn't play for him the, the next season. So I had to move on, and mm-hmm. after that, I was a bit. After the season I had, not playing much, I was. I just thought, right, let's just get home, get the family home, then. Yeah. Because me personally, I just, I'd, I'd loved, I'd still be living in Rotherham right now. I, I loved it there, and um, we would have settled there. We wouldn't have moved, um, but it's, it's that's one of those things in football. No hard feelings. Uh, move on. Um, and he's done a great job. I know. I knew he would do a good job. He's 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 a he's a, he's a motivator. He's a people's person. He, he loves positive. But 
maybe I was maybe too money for him. I don't know because I demanded so much with so many players, and if they never did it, I let them know. But, but that that's just the way I was brought up through playing with Rangers. I played with so many demanding players. If you don't do it, you get told, and that that, that was one of those things. Yeah, and I suppose it's good that a manager up front. We have all managers going to make hard decisions, but he could have just let you let you let you let your contract run down and not play it. If open, honest, up front, and trying to get you a good move to, like, say, home. Yeah, as I say, maybe if I had said no, I'll stay and show you. Mm. Um, but I just come off a back operation. Yeah, two backs. Was I going to be the same player? I don't know. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Was he, was he thinking I was going to be the same player? Yeah, um, and I got offered a three-year deal at Commander to go home. So, and if I wasn't going to play, I thought, well, why not go home and play CM career? And yeah. there you go. And lucky enough, I was one of those types. I, I worked the whole summer. I got myself fit and touch wood, and I, I, I never lost uh, an awful lot. And I, I'm still the player I was. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I've, got, I've got to be honest. I did enjoy watching you play in Scotland, upsetting every all, every winning, winning penalties, and you know, I've got to ask about winning penalties. I've never seen a defender win penalties as well as you. Um, is there a secret to it <laughs> <laughs> that you can reveal before you retire? Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just. I think like fans love to give So I just I give it back. So if you're going to give it, you're going to get it back. And so it's all banned at the end of the day. So yeah. um, as, as you've probably seen that when I just try to wind players up during games and things like that. Just any advantage helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it does absolutely. Um, Danny has got some quick fire questions. We finish off some quick fire questions. Uh, Danny, have you got your paper at the ready? I do. <clears throat> okay. <throat> so, what is your best memory in a Miller shirt? Uh, probably scoring against MK Dons and. Just in that corner with the fans, uh, I've got to say, you'd make a pumps and it was brilliant. Okay, best yeah. memory in any other shirt? Scoring for my country in my debut. Wow. Wow. That's not bad, is it? <laughs> yeah, not, not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> um, most difficult opponent you faced in England? England. Uh, Andre Gray. Mm. Mm. And uh, and what about what about in Scotland? Scotland. Probably Aidan McGeady. Mm. Good nice. And um Right, what I want you to do now is create a five-a-side team with yourself. What other four players are in your squad? <laughs> From my whole career or rather than players? Them, whatever you like, mate. 
okay. So Steve Davis has got to be in there. Uh, Chris Boyd for goals. I need a goalie then, don't I? So we <laughs> camp. Uh, go to go Barry Ferguson and uh, <laughs> Pedro Mendes. Oh yeah. Mm. Nice. Right, that is uh, my quick fire questions, but I do have one question. Uh, that I, one <laughs> I have one question that um, my mate wanted me to, to ask you. Uh, um, do you remember when you were at Rotherham, uh, every Halloween there was someone who knocked on your door and asked you to sign his Rotherham shirt? Yeah, I, I love my time with my real estate. Um, Halloween was brilliant in my estate. I think he only done it once. That's what he thought of saying. That wasn't it every year, was it? That's what he said to me. He said every year he used to nip round and ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mick, Danny, anything else you want to ask Kurt? Because we've taken up more than enough his time already. <laughs> yeah. No, what was your question? I never got there. Yeah. The, 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 the Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, I got the end. Yeah, I said, yeah, no... Did they live in the estate, like? Because there was a wee guy that came at like, Halloween with a top, but he never came every year, he came once a year. But no, that was a great wee estate. It was up in Worth, I used to live. Mm. So it was, it was brilliant wee estate, so it was. Yeah, he used to, he used to live on the estate, and it says every Halloween he used to nip round and try and get his shirt signed. <laughs> <laughs> and a sweetie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there you go, Charlie. There you go, Charlie. If you're listening, he does remember uh, a wheel had nipping around to get his shirt signed. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so thank you, everyone, for listening, watching. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this because thank you. I think it's been superb. And Kirk, thank you very much for your time at Rotherham and for taking your time out to spend an hour with us tonight. It's been superb, mate. Thank you very much. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, always. thank you very much. Thank you very much.